Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. I would definitely say your network is your net worth. And so it's about surrounding yourself with people that know more than you and just learning from them and growing that way. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We don't get into that fluffy stuff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. With us today, we have a real estate investor who just completed his very first flip. And there are lessons that him and his wife learned, and we're going to get into that. How you doing, Dion Johnson? Hey, how are you, man? Doing well. Nice to have you on the show. I'm doing well as well. And a little bit about Dion. He is the owner of a residential redevelopment company. He is based in Seattle, Washington. As I mentioned, just today, actually, him and his wife are listing their first rehab that they have completed. And with that being said, Dion, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, sure will. My wife and I, we joined Fortune Builders last August, and we always wanted to do real estate and flip homes. So we seen them coming to town and we went to their three-day seminar. We ended up joining and then we we're like, oh my gosh, what the heck are we doing? And we would just continue the program and learned and got coached and sent out direct mail marketing. And we just continued that path of that desire of really wanting to have financial freedom. And it's still a journey. 
And so we just continually would network. My wife, she's a stay-at-home mom. We also, we have a now 17-month-old, and so she would be at home with him. And I would make it out to a lot of the different networking events. And I go to about three networking events a week. And just networking and just really leveraging those around me and, and that are more successful. Lo and behold, we got our first deal from another investor that didn't have time to work the lead. So we actually worked it and got it locked up and ended up buying it. And then we also did a joint venture with another investor that basically wanted to help us out. And we managed the project and really kind of set our business on fire with giving us the kind of the confidence to run a rehab and run it from start to finish. All right. Well, let's dive into both those deals. Let's tackle the one with you and your wife first, and then we'll talk about the joint venture one here in a little bit. So the one with you and your wife, your first deal, what are the numbers? The numbers are we purchased for 152000 and this was really a learning lesson. We were like, oh, okay, it's going to be $15,000 rehab. And so we went into it, did our numbers, and, oh, that's a great deal. So we started doing it, and we are having problems finding contractors. That's really a hard part of this business is finding great contractors because all the gurus will tell you, you know, search for your contractors before, but everyone's so busy. If you don't have a project, they basically won't give you a time of day. So it wasn't until for us that we got a project that when we searched for contractors while we were in closing. So we had about two weeks that we were scurrying to find contractors, and we at first we couldn't find anyone. So we were just like, you know what, we're just going to sub everything out. We'll go to Lowe's, and we'll just find tile guys, pirate people, and just sub everything out. So lo and behold, we are now at, we put 35000 into it. That's the, the total rehab budget. That was including costs for the GC, and then also for materials. We bought materials because... We don't have a ton of money, so we had to leverage credit cards. So that's how we bought the materials and did cash advances to pay our contractor. And, and so we're scheduled, we're listing it today for 250 Okay. And how much did you acquire it for? 152 152 You have 35 into it. You're listing it for 250 Quick math is what? 187 is what you have all in, and then you're listing it for 250 Did I get that right? Correct. Yep. Cool. And what do you think you're going to sell it for? You know, really, we're hoping to sell it for two forty-seven. We've got a perfect comp in our area that really didn't have any updates or anything, and it sold for two forty-seven. So we're hoping to push ours for two grand. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. That is being listed today. You mentioned the contractors. What are some other things that you learned along the way? I learned also being creative. So we were going to use a hard money lender. And in the process, the transaction closing, the deal's in escrow and it's closing. And we're talking to our private money lender and we're like, hey, you know, we need some money. And so the hard money lender we were using, they actually took first and second position for the purchase and then the repair. And then our hard money lender was going to be on the third. And so that literally, in a way, blew up our deal. And so we had to literally erase the construction costs, tell our private money lender, look, we're going to find other ways to fix the property up. You guys are going to be in second position because that made them most comfortable. Mm-hmm. So knowing a lot of those details before you get into a deal, that can save you so much time, so much headache, because when you've got other people's money on the line and you're at closing, you have about four or five balls in the air. 
it can be stressful. So really doing a lot of due diligence, talking to different hard money lenders, finding out a lot of their different terms, their rates, how much you need to have down, the terms, and really having that all squared away before you do a deal, that can really help you. How are you going to approach it so that you do have that squared away next time? Now we're not going to use that hard money lender. We're going to be using someone else, and we know exactly their terms. We know if they only take up the first position, our private money lender will be in second, and so there'll be no problems there. How'd you get that investor? How'd you get that person? It was through Fortune Builders. We put out on our group, hey, we need some money. We have this deal locked up who's interested and literally we got four or five people that were interested and sent us messages saying, I do, I do, I want to put my money to work. And so they're actually local investors in in our area. And so we met them and had dinner with them in in Kirkland and they gave us the money to close. So that was great because we didn't have enough money to put down for closing and cover the rehab. What are the terms of the money? They gave us 24,000 and to make it more attractive, we told them, look, if you give us 24K, when we sell, we're going to give you give you extra $3,000. So that made it a little more attractive for them. And they were like, all right, great. And since it was a four-week rehab, that was even better. I think I missed, besides that 3K that they receive at closing, are they being paid an interest rate at all on that money? No. So they gave us 24000 to close. And then when we sell... They'll get their 24K back and then additional 3K. Huh. We're not paying them any monthly interest or anything like that, which is nice. 3K is 12.5% of 24,000, so I guess that makes sense. Is there a, a certain amount, length of time, that you have agreed to borrow this? Worst case scenario, we have to about November that we have to have the property sold and then it starts going up. An additional, I think it's additional 2 or 3% each month that we still have their money. Got it. What type of document do you have with them? We have a joint venture agreement that was drawn up by a lawyer. And then we also we gave them a promissory note, and they're also on the, the deed of the home. Okay. Now let's switch gears and talk about this joint venture you did with the other investor. What did you give and get, and what did they give and get? It was kind of a godsend opportunity. They were friends of ours, and we basically, it was like we brought nothing to the deal, but wanting to learn and grow. And so literally they brought the deal, and we just project managed. We came up with the scope of work. We managed the contractor on a daily basis. We picked out all the materials. We met the architect on site and just managed the project from start to finish. Were they involved at all in the management? We'd run materials by them just to make sure that, hey guys, you know, this is what we're thinking for countertops, this we're thinking for flooring, this we're thinking for paint. You know, what do you think? In the so since it was their project, they definitely gave us some feedback, which was nice because ultimately it was their project. And so with them, we did have a joint venture agreement that was drawn up by a lawyer where they would get 60% and we would get 40 once the project sells. They'd get their money back plus 60% of the profits and you and your wife would get 40% of the profits. Correct. Got it. You did the property project management on that. What do you think you're going to make on it and over what period of time? It's scheduled to close September 6th and we are 
scheduled to close at 405000 Okay. How much did you buy it for and how much did you put into it? It was seller financing at two fifty five, and our partners and I, they put up the money to rehab for about sixty five k. Okay, so four hundred five. It's under contract. You bought it for two fifty five. They put in sixty five k. So that's eighty five k, not including any of the closing costs or holding costs, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. And over what period of time? With that has been about a six-week rehab. You mentioned seller financing. What was negotiated with the seller? Basically, the seller had it. So our partners, they found the deal, and the seller had it. They wanted like three hundred and I think three hundred and thirty thousand or something like that, and they couldn't sell it, and it was sitting on the market, and they just kind of getting to that point of what are we going to do? So our partner found the deal, and they were like, they proposed to the agent, would they be willing to? You sell our financing, you know, at two fifty five, and and get some seven percent annualized, get a little cash every month, and we'll rehab the property, and then once we sell, you'll get your two fifty five, and of course you've gotten your monthly payments, and will they be interested in that? And they said they would. Also, again, use the attorney to draw um, documents and stuff for that to make sure that seller cannot take the property any time, or and yeah, they went for it. I want to make sure I heard you right because I might have missed it. You said the seller wanted three hundred and thirty thousand, but you went back to them and said we'll give you two fifty five and give you a monthly payments at seven percent on that two fifty five. Correct. Usually with seller financing, you give them a little bit more than what it's worth because you're not putting as much into it initially. But in this case, you agreed to a price that was much less, but you gave them 7% interest via monthly payments on it, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So that would be about $1,500 payments a month that you're paying to them. And other than that, you didn't have any out-of-pocket costs. Like that 255 you didn't have to give to them, right? It was just these monthly payments plus whatever costs you have to rehab the property. Exactly. That's a really creative structure. Yeah, it worked out nicely. Well, so far, with these two deals under your belt, based on your experience, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I would definitely say your network is your net worth. And so it's about surrounding yourself with people that know more than you and just learning from them and growing that way. Another deal that I'm currently involved with is a commercial deal to where I basically did a, a partnership with a developer that's developing in Seattle. So when he would do a lot of the marketing, pay for the marketing, and I would stuff it and send it out, and then all the calls I would take and manage. And so using that leverage, I was allowed to go and talk to sellers of these these bigger properties in Seattle, which are going to be teardowns and build-out apartments. And so one, we are feasibility right now for apartment build-out in Seattle. So I wouldn't be able to, to accomplish that if it wasn't networking every week learning from some of these guys that are doing bigger deals than me and surrounding myself with people that know a lot more than me, you know, but I'm just willing to learn and willing to uh, network and admit I don't know it all. So definitely your network is really important in this business. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, then let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you looking for a hard money loan or do you have a mortgage note that you want to sell? Then email David at hasslefree.com 
cashflowinvesting.com. If you recognize this company, well, that's because David was a best ever guest on the show. Is episode 122, David Campbell. And you can email him at david at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you're looking for a hard money loan or if you have a mortgage note to sell. Best ever book you've read? Best ever book. Oh, man. You know what? I would say The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, man. I love that one. That's where I got my network is your net worth. That's my favorite one. That's Gary Keller, right? Heck yeah, man. Yep. All right. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? Man, you know what? I would say getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. In real estate, just throwing yourself in in situations to where you were neck deep and just being uncomfortable. And with that, I mean going and talking to people in Seattle that have these really high-valued properties and just talking to them about creative strategies and how to acquire their property and being uncomfortable with it and saying, you know what, let me get back to you and I'll talk to my partners. So, and really uncomfortable with that, you know, but I'm getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that's what I would definitely do to that. Best ever way you like to give back? Definitely. So I'm actually the co-owner of the food bank here in Skyway, Washington. And I started that in 2008. So feeding the homeless, feeding people in need, that's definitely been something that has really been dear to my heart since I was 18 years old. So giving to those that are less fortunate and just having a tough time in life. That's kind of what I like doing. So far, what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Biggest mistake in real estate? Ah, I would say, dude, landscaping, man. On our Puyallup deal, I would say we misbudgeted how much landscaping costs. So that's what drove up our costs. So uh, miscalculating how much landscaping costs. What's a better way you use now that you weren't using to calculate landscaping costs more effectively? I have a great landscaper on my team now, so I know how much odding a yard is going to cost. I know how much the bark and the labor, all of that costs. And then, again, leveraging them. So my next project, I'm going to bring my landscaper out, and I'm going to say, how much is this going to cost after I have the property locked up? And so I'll have real numbers on that. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Best place is uh, our Facebook in Excel of Properties. You can message me through there or just hit me on my phone. That's the best place or email. All right. And best ever listeners, you can click through to the link in the show notes page to Dion's company website. Dion, thank you for sharing your experiences with the first two deals that you're doing with your wife. One of those deals, you did a joint venture with friends of yours where you had that creative structure with the seller for the seller financing. You gave them less than what they're asking for, but you gave them 7% interest on the purchase price and you gave them those payments. Really quick question, that 7% interest on the purchase price, the $1,500 payment you're making every month, was that credited to the overall purchase price or is that on top of the purchase price? I believe that was credited, yeah. Okay. Either way, it would make more sense to me if it was on top of it because that would be a carrot that you would dangle out in front of them. And I think that would make them more inclined to lower their asking price. But either way, I believe it was on top to dangle with my partner. They were. I'm envisioning the negotiations and I see your partner who's talking to this seller telling them, about how, okay, we're going to go lower, but we're going to give you monthly payments until we pay it off of 1500 bucks. And I think 
that would be something that would help close the deal. Either way, it's a creative structure and it's fun to hear about. And I, I'm glad that you told us about that as well as your first property where the rehab costs went over and the lessons that you learned about finding contractors and getting the hard money lined up. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. It was a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Are you looking for a hard money loan or do you have a mortgage note that you want to sell? Then email David at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you recognize this company. Well, that's because David was a best ever guest on the show is episode 122, David Campbell. And you can email him at david at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you're looking for a hard money loan or if you have a mortgage note to sell.